Welcome, everybody, to episode five of Stupid or Irresponsible. Joe, say hi. Howdy. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Joe. Uh, I am the CTO here at Master Computing. How long is your hair? <laughs> what is hair? <laughs> when you let your hair down, how do you pull that off? <laughs> <laughs> the straight razor. <laughs> All right. So for those that don't know us, Joe and I are a couple of bald folks. So uh, the only hair we have is on our face. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you both have big bushy beards. Yeah. I was a late bloomer on that one. Anyways, guys, let's get to something more important. So we've, we've, I mean, episode five, right? We've broken yeah. down some dumb things we see people do. We've talked about some dumb things we've done ourselves, right? We're, we're not immune from that. Most of us. Most of us. Yeah. <laughs> I've never made a mistake. Uh, yeah. So today, today we're going to talk about home computer, like working from home environments. I mean, here we are today as we record this. It is June 30th, 2020. It has been a hell of a year. Am I wrong? To say the least. Um, You know, initially when the COVID lockdown hit, everybody just did this mad dash to work from home. Uh, right. I mean, we were involved in that. Did did not our clients all want to go work from home almost immediately? I mean, they would have to. Uh, yeah. Mandated. So that was pretty much all we did for a period of weeks, maybe a month. Well, it's June. What now? <laughs> we're it's still, still doing, doing it. Yeah. Still doing oh, it. Yeah. But, but there was an initial push, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I'm kind of introducing this because we're not going to, you know, with our theme of calling people stupid, calling people irresponsible. This is a different topic. You know, nobody foresaw this. Nobody had a crystal ball uh, where we could have said, hey, you're dumb if you take your computer home and work from home and don't take the proper measures. People were just blindsided by this one. And so that's kind of what we titled this one, Blindsided by COVID. Um, Nobody saw this coming. And so it's not that we couldn't have done a better job of pushing people into the home working environment. It's that there wasn't time. Right. There, there wasn't. Sure. And a lot of times there weren't resources. Uh, cameras, for example, you still can't buy a webcam. Not a good one. <laughs> I think toilet paper's back in stock. Cameras. That's not so true. Much. There's good news yeah. there. Um, <laughs> we'll keep it G rated. But so so here we sit in one of the, the weirdest times I've ever experienced. Maybe the weirdest. I don't think any of us can uh, say we can relate to what we're going through from previous experience. Um. And so we're going to break down the ramifications of this massive migration to a work from home environment. But before we do that, we're going to talk about what you experienced when you walked into the office this morning, Joe. <laughs> right. So, OK, guys, I mean, we are a security company. It's it's we eat, breathe and sleep this stuff. We're always talking about it. We record podcasts on it. And listen, when we do this, we're taking our own notes. We're improving our own security every day, at least every week. We're meeting about it. We're talking about it. But we're still potential victims to it. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. We're, I mean, we've got a gigantic target on our back, us being the managed service provider for so many medical facilities. Uh, yeah, they want us. Facilities. They want yeah. us. I mean, if yeah, they can breach our network, they have access to everybody. Exactly. We've got the golden key to just about every office. Right. So, yeah, of course, we're... We're targets. We're big targets, sure. All right. So you walk into the office this morning. Tell me, tell me how you became aware of the fact that we were being attacked. Yeah. So what was your first indicator? Yeah. Yeah, Just what was your, your first indicator that you knew something was sideways? So my daily routine, when I get into the office, um, we've got 
multiple TVs up on the wall. We've got so many gauges just telling me so many bits of information. Uh, one of the big ones right in front of my desk is a gigantic number, and it should always be zero. And that is uh, server connectivity, server down. Um, that number was a one this morning when I walked in. So first thing out of, out of the gate is, uh-oh, we got problems. Somebody's server's down. Somebody's server's down. I need to investigate this immediately. And this is always somebody else's server. Sure. And what normal, the, the big uh, concern for me is I get those alerts on my phone all the time. I get email, text. I've got so many backups of alerts when a server goes down. The fact that I didn't get alerted that the server was down means oh. something was special about this. Okay. Um, so immediately, oh crap, well, um, no coffee this morning. Let's figure this thing out, uh, first and foremost. So fire things up and it is our, um, it's our server that manages our connections to our client computers. Um, it's the big boy. It's the one that authenticates us, that gets us remoted into other servers, um, that checks in with other servers to make sure everything is kosher. And it was, um, so I... It, it was saying it was down. I tried to remote into it. Has that ever happened before, by the way, this server going down? Uh, maybe three times okay. in the last so six, six years. Rare, I haven't physically took it, taken it down. Rare, but not Super duper rare, of. not unheard of. But this one was different. Yeah, so I, I get remoted in, um, and I see it's the blue screen of death, if you've ever heard of those. That's, oh, yeah. uh, that's what us in the tech industry... Uh, I think most people know what that means. Sure, yeah. we got a big blue screen. Nothing's working. It's got a bunch of error codes on it. Okay, so step one. Figure out what, what, what the heck's going on. Uh, so start Googling the code, rebooting the server, trying to get it back up and running. Sure enough, it pops right up. Uh, so the first thing I do is I go check the, the logs, the error logs, the Windows logs, the application logs. i got to figure out you know, what happened. So now I'm playing a uh, private eye detective. Oh yeah. So let's figure out, start from scratch. Okay. What are the events that led up to this thing? What happened when it, when it did blue screen? And is that something that we need to patch, fix, repair? Is it something that's going to continue to happen? How do we make this not happen ever again? Right. Um, so I jump in the event log and sure enough, sometime in, uh, four or five o'clock in the morning, um, we had a, a gigantic speared attack of what we call port scanning and uh, DDoSing. Um, port scanning is when you've got these uh, servers that are automatically scanning pretty much just like a giant fishing net across the board. Of They're looking for holes, right? They're looking I mean, for holes. It basically, if a burglar is coming to steal from your house, it's the guy that's walking around the house looking for windows that aren't locked, doors that can't stay open. They're seeing if... They're casing uh, the joint. They're casing, exactly. Yeah. So they're casing the joint. Only, normally, on a daily average, we get maybe 100 or so of these a day. And that's not too uncommon. Uh, the, but from four to five o'clock, there were some in the range of five to 6,000. Okay. So that would be uh, more than dramatic. So this kind of indicates that somebody specifically looked at us and said, let's, let's case this thing. Let's, let's make this the real deal. Let's, let's see what we can do to break into this thing. Um, so going to resolve all these IP addresses, I, um, I jump on our firewall, immediately block literally every, I start from, I just pretty much slam the door closed, lock every window and then begin unlocking things that don't necessarily need to be there anymore. So I start from turn everything off and then slowly bring everything back online. 
Just to see where the problem is. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So better to shut them out than to allow an application to run at the expense of something else being vulnerable. Right. Um, so I fire up a ticket with our uh, partner uh, support. Uh, this The developer of this yeah, exactly. service that right. we use, right? And um, so I, I, I jump on the horn with him. Uh, meanwhile, going through all the firewall logs, going through the event log, blocking certain places, a lot of stuff coming from Europe, a lot of stuff coming from Russia, um, which isn't a, a huge deal. We, we generally geo-block, meaning we can block separate countries uh, with our firewall. We have like an enterprise-grade firewall that we can block stuff from Russia. We can block stuff from the known perpetrators. Um, and the farther I went, like I said, I block everything and start going up. And it turns out there were, unfortunately, uh, several... Uh, tens of thousands from America, American servers as well. So you so can't the really geo targeting or, or whatever isn't even helping now. Exactly. In a lot of instances, you find that it's all Russian servers, or it's right. all Germany, or it's you know Switzerland. They have more lax laws, or maybe they legally want to breach your your place of business. Um, but in this particular instance, it appeared they had a botnet swarm all over the world. Um, the second thing was the DDoS. Uh, that stands for. Uh, I'm going to pause you for a second. Come back to the DDoS, but I've got to know when you walked in. I mean, it, it sounds like it was kind of a gradual progression from uh, "crap, the server went down" to <laughs> "oh shit, you yeah. know we're getting attacked." Sure. In that moment when you realized what was going on, tell me a little bit about the emotional side of Joe. Like, was this? Did you have to go home and change your uh, shorts, or how confident were you? when you realize what was going on. I don't on. want to sound arrogant. Like, I'm very good at my job. I'm, I'm Billy Badass at this stuff. <laughs> this is what I do. This is, I mean, this is what I love. This is why I got here. I, I love this kind of stuff. Um, I wouldn't say... I felt... Oh, boy. Kind of mixed emotions here. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't call it fear. I definitely had anticipation. Um, there's kind of a... Unsettling a feeling, it was definitely right? unsettling to know, you know, that somebody was targeting us personally. But your confidence level that you had taken Absolutely. every appropriate measure Absolutely. beforehand. Yeah. And, you know, there's always the did I leave the, the kitchen on, or the, yeah. the oven on or anything like that. There, you know, there's a little bit of that in the back of the head. But I mean, like I said, I I do. I do a damn fine job at what I do. I wasn't I wasn't. And, and I wanted to take a moment to point that out because I'll tell you and I'm just being completely transparent here, guys. I lose sleep over this stuff at night. I don't have my hands in the pot like Joe does. Yeah, I'm out doing sales and marketing and I'm out making the promises that we do this stuff. But I don't see it firsthand as as frequently as you do anyways. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so when you started telling me about this, my favorite line was when you said, well, because I'm such a badass, it didn't, it didn't uh, X, Y, Z, right? And so I, I just wanted to point that out. And also, I want to publicly thank you for, you know, taking this seriously and digging in and protecting not only our network, not only our business, but the, the work that you do behind the scenes for our clients so that people can rest at night knowing that this has been taken care of. So thank you, Joe, well, publicly for yeah. that. Um, okay, so you, you had mentioned the... Uh, Port scanning, and you were going to talk about DDoS. Right. So DDoS stands for Distributed Denial of Services. It's when you've got a large collection of computers, very large. That's what makes it a DDoS versus a DOS, Denial of Service. A large number of computers that just try to query, they try to ask your your server or your network questions or your ISP questions like AT&T. 
So they just ask it billions and billions and billions of questions all at the same time to the point where the computer just says, oh, I'm out of, I don't know, I cannot handle anymore. And they don't care what the response is, right? No, That's no, not even the point absolutely not, no. And, you know, there's d- different reasons for this of why they would want to shut it down. Normally it's just some kids playing some tricks, but it's definitely... There are vulnerabilities when something is at max capacity. Just imagine you had a really, really long day at work and you get home and something's broken and what that does to you emotionally. Same kind of thing happens with networks. <laughs> I love <laughs> yeah. how you personify the At some the point, <laughs> they, just, they just throw up their hands and say, I don't care. Do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. Uh, so computers kind of and network systems kind of have that similar aspect so it's possible and probable that was what was going on here but a lot of the times and they're just trying to mess with you they're just trying to throw another kink in the in the cog in the machine or something like that they're just trying to break stuff so dealing with that so now i'm blocking all of these different ip ranges from these botnet swarms um which is just a large collection of computers that are trying to just, you know, bug us and trying to slam our systems. So we look at this hand while the other hand does all the nefarious work, which was the port scanning and penetration. If So this is a distraction they're exactly. trying to throw at us. Okay. That's my imagination. Yeah. Uh, it could be a million other things. Sure. Uh, that's probably most likely the same. Sure. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so back to our phone call. So I'm on, on the call with our uh, SQL admin um, for our, our database for this server. And it's um, kind of to explain that these these are just very large Excel sheets, basically. Uh, only the guys that administer them have like master's degree and get paid between one hundred fifty and two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Because so they know how to work a spreadsheet exactly. so well, and yeah. it's true. It's true. These are very complicated. They're very convoluted, and they require some expertise to manage and maintain those things. So we go through it and we discuss. It turns out there is a, there was a vulnerability uh, they found with what's called a zero-day patch, meaning it's exploitable today. It's known and it's out in the wild in production. They haven't fixed it yet, right? They had a hot fix. Okay. Um, which means they have a patch. Install this immediately. Um, they had that actually two weeks ago. Unfortunately, our channel we usually receive emails and alerts and texts, like I mentioned earlier. This was in a blog form. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where they request that you go and look online at this page. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, um, oh, what is that book? Um, Come on, you can do it, oh Joe. Gosh. You can do it. Uh, Think about that. But let me ask you a question. Why did they choose? Uh, I, and this is a legitimate question, guys. I don't know the answer to this. Why is it that our vendor didn't, call us up the day they issued that patch why did they make us go to some blog to figure out how to fix it you know what that's a great you, question. have you asked them that question yes yet? we've got a very big escalated support that's that is a big deal it's a big issue um i mean as i'm sitting here signing renewal contracts with yeah, these guys i want to no, know why a, we yeah. didn't know about that two weeks there's ago. gonna be some words and we'll talk offline so, about this okay. this is a big no no yeah. yeah no yeah this should not be protocol but anyway so that's what i'm getting at um Hitchhiker's Guide to the I Galaxy. I knew I'd help you with that. See, I distracted <laughs> you and it worked. <laughs> so the the theme of this book, or at least the beginning of it, a guy lives in a house. He wants to keep it. Um, they're trying to build a freeway over his house. And uh, they come to demolish it, and he's like, what's going on? He said, well, we posted it at the you know downtown in the office three months ago like we were required to, so now we're going to bulldoze your house. Same kind of thing. Yeah. How in the world are we expected to go do that kind of thing? Well, it's 
neither here nor there. I right. don't agree with it. It's kind of crap. But, but just imagine if this is a very high end uh, SQL database admin kind of thing, it very well could be going on with Office 365. Any of your normal day to day applications, they could just throw something out on the web and expect you to look at it and you have no idea, but you are the most vulnerable target in the world just because of that. Right. Um, and we're paying big top dollar for this, for this kind of stuff. Uh, you can definitely imagine that a freeware version, maybe Google Chrome, <laughs> uh, Firefox, any of those kind of things, keep your eyes open. Yep. <laughs> stay, yep. stay prudent. Yep. All right. So, I mean, we've, we've kind of been in the weeds here a little bit. We've gotten a little bit technical, at least more than we normally do. But the point is, we are an IT slash security company. This is what we do night and day. And still, here we are, victims of at least an attempted attack. Did they get through? Did they steal any information? Did they no. breach our network? None of it. No. Why? Because Joe's a badass, guys. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm just going to make this point real quick. I know technology to some extent. I, you know, I own the company. I started off as a technician. I've got the background. I still don't do my own IT work because I don't have time. I cannot put the time, energy, and focus into doing what you do, Joe, because of all the distractions that I have. And when I'm out talking to business owners who tell me that they do their own IT, guys, that is stupid. You do not have the time, the ability, the experience, the day-to-day in the trenches knowledge to be able to do this on your own. You just don't. And, and I mean, for the love of all things, holy, I was talking to an attorney. I might've already mentioned this. The guy is uh, 400 bucks an hour is his billing rate. And he does his own it work. That's stupid. I'm sorry. That's just flat stupid. What's smart. Hire us, hire somebody like Joe, uh, who is always in the trenches, sleeves rolled up, preventing this kind of an attack. This could have been bad. Had it gotten through, right? I mean, it oh, it huge. could have been yeah. life ending for the business. Absolutely. Um, so we're and not, not just our own. No, I right. So, guys, you can't mess around with this stuff, and it's why I kind of wanted to break away from our normal topic and and just talk about a real world event that is, you know, it happened this morning today. So let's go back to our topic, and I know we're going to run a little long today, uh, but that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna stick with it. We wanted to talk about this mad rush to work from home and the additional security challenges that were introduced to it. And Joe, we'll keep this relatively quick and kind of high level, but talk to me about the the main. And I mean, because we've kind of been through a lot of this when we've talked about you know, don't use public Wi-Fi without securing your computer. So I don't want to repeat stuff we've already talked about, but as you know, we're, we're today we're talking or we're leaning on an article that we read that supports this theory that it was not really the best move to push everybody to a work from home environment so quickly, even though there wasn't much of an option, (laughs) but there's a company that did this and they were hit. So the company name, let's go ahead and share it. It's public information. We pulled this from a news article. Yeah, uh, My Budget. My Budget, uh, an Australian company, if I yeah, remember Yeah, they're right. an Australian company. They're a, a financial management company. Uh, you give them your bank account. They pretty much, um, you know, they pay your bills. They tell you how much you can spend on entertainment this week. Uh, they take care of all your, your, you know, your monthly bills. They, they recurring bill those. They they set a budget for you and kind of kind of give you a better idea of how you know if you have an end goal. Let's say we want to buy a house, you know, they give you the stretch goals and they give you 
uh, a strategy to go about and doing that. Is it safe to say they're mommy and daddy for grownups? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, exactly that, what I would As you're yeah. describing it, I'm like, okay, that's, yeah, like. Yeah, have was, an allowance, yeah. When I was yeah. seven, that's what my mom did for me, and, and good for her, but, like, at some point, we, whatever, okay, so fine, right. they're in business. Sure. They're, people, obviously, are buying their services. People also are turning over their lives to them, it sounds like. Exactly, so it acted as a bank. So you would deposit your money in there and withdraw that money from them. So just like your day-to-day bank, only with more power. Okay, so COVID hits, like everybody, there's this massive rush to tell everybody, take your work home with you. Yep. We'll figure, we'll sort this out later. Right now, uh, and, and legitimately, guys, I'm not, I'm not even bad-mouthing this. This is just what had to happen, and they did it. And what happened? Uh, they got ransomware by a, a work from home per like it was because he yeah, was at somebody home, was he working she, at home. He, she, um, and, and they don't give a lot of details. They don't tell admittedly. you exactly what happened, uh, as far as how they did it most ho- likely. And I've seen it, I mean, probably about a dozen times, like in real, in real life of crypto locked, um, clicking the link. Uh, they just get a, get an email. Don't know who it's from. Click the link. And that's so quick, all it takes. I want to make a quick point there as you know, I'm kind of lamenting the fact that we don't have real information on this article or, or this scenario other than we know it happened. And the reason I wanted to stop and talk about our hack, this you know, or, or the attack, that's the wrong word. Hack is the wrong word. But the fact that we were attacked, what happened, why it happened, how we prevented it, how we... So, I wish that people were more transparent about that. Well, and there's security risk to that as well because this is, sure. this is still going on. They still haven't... Uh, they haven't disclosed if they're negotiating with them still. Um, Understandable. What I'm saying is that how do we learn if we don't share information somehow, somewhere? You know, and that's another big thing about breaches, actual breaches. Uh, disclosing them is like the name of the game. If we are all more transparent. Now, everybody, once they get breached, they sure don't want to let anybody know. Right. You know, they don't want to be caught with their pants down and show the world that they did it. But unfortunately... Uh, just letting everybody know that like increases everybody's security altogether. Right. You know, you can have your guard up as opposed to somebody gets breached and then the next person over is now breached also because of you, but it's only because they didn't have their guard up. Right. Um, so disclosure is a big thing. So, okay. So back to this company, my budget, right? Yeah. My budget. They, they send people home. Some guy probably clicked a link and yep. it, it, encrypted so he's at home but he must have had that uh vpn tunnel right into the corporate network that's right so that's another big one for me right now um everybody thinks now you've got a vpn you're safe and secure you're probably a lot more you're definitely a lot more vulnerable on your corporate network than you ever were now because now you've got home computers that don't have security that uh, your IT provider or your managed service provider has instilled and is continually watching. Now you've got this other computer that maybe your grandson plays Minecraft on and downloads uh, illegal videos that probably have some malware on them connected directly to your internal servers, which is exactly what happened here. Somebody had a VPN connection to their servers. They clicked the link or did whatever they did. That's what they're not telling us. But they downloaded a malicious payload. It went all the way into their servers and started locking everything down from the from the the system drives up. Now I want to paint a picture here, a little bit less technical than we have been so far. I like to use the castle, the moat, the the brick walls. You know these fortresses. Maybe fortress is the better word. We build this secure fortress around data. 
You know, that's that's what our job is, mm-hmm. right? And a, a VPN basically pokes a hole in that fortress wall and inserts a big pipe. And the other end of that pipe is in your house. Like if we're going to put a visual on it, that's exactly. what it is. So when you're home, working from home, and you have a VPN back to the network, you have just poked a great big old hole in the fortress wall. And when you have one person doing it, it's bad. When you have hundreds of employees doing it, you've effectively wiped out the entire security of your network. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, is that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The alternative being is that you leave it wide open for anybody. to. It's basically like leaving your door unlocked yeah. and going on vacation uh, when you leave the office at the end of the day. Um, now, you're more secure having 100 people with VPN tunnels than you are with the whole world being able to walk in your door. But you sure don't. I mean, I don't hand my house key. I don't know about you. I don't hand it to every all my neighbors or my, you know, my whole community and allow them to walk in my house when I go on vacation. And I might be getting ahead here, but if the the solution to this, if we're going to go with this fortress wall, is basically you have to go and build a fortress in everybody's home too. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what that was the piece that didn't happen as we did this mad rush absolutely. to the work from home environment. We poked all these holes, we built those tunnels or those pipes or whatever you want to call it, but we didn't protect the other end of the pipe. Right. So, uh, I mean, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean... Um so what should we do? I mean, do you have tips? We, yeah, I mean, we uh, automatically, we're, so... We're moving into this. This is, it was immediately, it was supposed to be a temporary solution, but a lot of companies are now making this a permanent option yeah, for absolutely. employees. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, tips. If you have to work from home, what what do we do? Uh, the biggest things I've been seeing lately, uh, again, with the VPN, is get, your, get those computers that are work from home users... Make sure that's a corporate device or it maybe if that's their if that's their home computer and they want to work from it, you need to have your uh, your company's or your business's security suite on that as well. You need to build that fortress around them as well. Um, you don't want to be sharing it. Uh, you don't want this on a shared environment. You don't want your little brother or your nephew or your, your grandkid playing video games and downloading stuff all over it. Um, it just leaves way too vulnerable and wide open to uh, your corporate network. Okay. Um, the the other little things I've been thinking, uh, this isn't really security wise, but uh, just uh, practical wise, we've noticed a lot of these people that are having trouble working from home, they just don't have the bandwidth uh, mm, right. to deal with their day to day operations. When they come to a business, they're used to speeds at two, three hundred, four hundred uh, megs a second. You don't have to know what that means. Just know that their average residential is five. Yeah. Um, so when you're used to having two or three hundred, and you're doing a million browser tabs and 30 applications and video conferencing, video conferencing, (laughs) which is the number one name of the game. Um, you know, a lot of these residential circuits just don't have the the capacity to do that kind of thing. And if you want to make an upgrade, you're looking at least 30 days and that's if they're not behind and they're not required to stay from home or they can't come visit you or whatever new, new law is going to get, you know, announced tomorrow. Yeah. So bandwidth was a huge issue is a huge issue. I mean, I was on a conference call just before we started recording this and there was, jitter delay whatever you want to call it you know the the video's freezing the audio's not i mean yeah and and people are doing this from home yeah so not ideal but again here we are yeah you know it's the world we live in right now so upgrade bandwidth it might be a delay but that that's maybe a takeaway from it or at least one of the the tips and something for business owners to consider um hosting your data in the cloud um anything that you can do to prevent having a home user connect directly into your most vulnerable servers, uh, it's a big asset. 
Um, cloud hosts the computers or servers. They maintain security on that side. So they pretty much take care of the fortressing for you. Um, but you definitely still want to have your security suite on that computer, that re remote computer. Um, for long term, we're considering uh, getting everybody on laptops. So when they bring them into the office, maybe throw it on a dock. So now you've got your big old monitors. You've got your keyboard and mouse. But if you do want to work from home, you take it home with you. It does have the security suite on there as well. You've already got your VPN tunnel in there as well for increased security. Um, you know it's domain login. You know that the administrators are keeping an eye on it. And if your nephew tries to download some videos or play some video games, it's going to block them. It's going to keep those nefarious applications, programs, um, any, any kind of malicious payloads, it's going to prevent that from reaching not only your computer that you take from home, but also your corporate network. Right. All right. Well, listen, we've been here for almost a half an hour now. Uh, have we covered everything? You've got better notes than I do today. Yeah, I mean, gonna... yeah, we can. Uh, <laughs> there's always time to talk about security, man. This is, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I got a million points, but, you know, there's always next week. Okay. Sure. So, I, I mean, just quick wrap up. I'll say it again. No matter who you are, no matter how good you are, and we're good, guys, um, we're all still targets. And, and that just illustrates the point that we, we can't take this lightly. We cannot have the head in the sand approach to security that I see countless times as I'm out talking to people. And then point number two, so many of us are working from home these days. Make sure you have the right equipment. Make sure you have the right security protections in place. Make sure you have good bandwidth. Uh, and, and just make sure that somebody has strategized this thing out rather than, you know, we did that initial rush, but now it is time to stop, slow down, take a breath, and make sure that your strategy is the right strategy, that not only is it productive for your people, but that it's still protecting the entire corporate network. Did I, did I sum that up right? Yeah, and if I had one key takeaway from this, I would say make sure security is the, the first thing you think, not just logistics. Can it work? Sure. Should it work? Maybe not. Mm, that's a good point. That's an excellent point, guys. I'm going to leave that as our main takeaway for today. Stupid today, we're going to say, is just not taking a breath, slowing down and making sure you've done the right things and, and course correcting where we haven't. Um, cannot emphasize that enough. Please take a second, go to www.master. Do people still use W's? <laughs> use them or don't use them. I don't care. Master-computing.com slash discovery. Book a 10 minute call with me, Justin Shelley, and we will make sure that you guys are properly protected. We'll make sure that you have a plan in place and that you will be able to uh, sleep at night knowing that your, your company's safe, your data's safe, your people are safe. That's all I've got, Joe. Tell everybody goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.